Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Much Love with Kaoki, part of the Much Love family. My name is David, and the lovely man at the other end is my brother, Kaoki. In this episode, we're going to talk about the Polynesian world, the history, culture, tattoos, and music. This is the first part in the series, and we'll cover new parts in future episodes. This is From the Heart, and I hope you enjoy. Much love. So, Kaoki, I know you're like a Polynesian repository of information. Um, let, let's do the the first part of the series and kind of go over some history, the culture, culture of tattoos, music, some island life. And we'll focus, we'll, we'll try to focus on everything up to the 1900s. So that, that'll be the first, first chunk. And, and I'm going to turn it over to you and I'm, I'm going to be one of the ones listening. So go for it, man. Oh man. All right. Well, thank you. First, first of all, thank you for allowing me to get on this podcast. This is awesome. Um, look at the history. Uh, I, I'm not one to be really, uh, uh, like a stickler with straight up information. I mean, I, all I did was learn things that I, I, I did, uh, I got, uh, throughout my career, my last 23 years of tattooing. Um, I, I can, I can really only just speak on what I know and I, I might not be, uh, 100%, you know, uh, right. Correct. in all my information, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I I'm sure people. I know. People will say, you know, when we get this going, there'll be things in the comments, but you know, that's how <laughs> we'll learn. But no, I, I, I trust you, man. Go for it. Yeah. Well, you know, as with all tattooing, you know, a, a lot of, uh, uh, tattooing in Polynesia, especially around the world, um, everybody has their stories of starting, you know, where everything started, you know. Um, I think the Samoans were the ones that uh, that have the, the story of uh, Taima and Tilafaina, were uh, two girls that they said came from Fiti. Um, it was two women that actually held the knowledge of tattooing. And as they swam to Samoa, uh, they were singing a song. And in the song, they were saying that tattoos are for women, tattoos are for women, tattoos are for women. And then they said that uh, um, they ended up seeing a clam underwater that had like a really beautiful pearl in it. And then the girls swam down to go and look at this pearl. And then they were like, this is awesome. And then when they came back up from the, they're looking at that pearl going underwater, that the song changed. And they said tattooing was for men. And it was these two girls, Taima and Tilafanga, who ended up in Samoa and taught tattooing to men. And so the tattooing came from these two women. They say came from Fiti. And if you go back in the history, they say that nobody knows where Fiti was. Was it, they say Fiti, but is it, um, is it uh, Fiji? Was another word Fiji or it was uh, uh, other, another place, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, so they, they were looking for where that history came from. Cause you know, all stories and legends are built off of some sense of uh, fact, you know? And right. so um, they say that the tattooing came from there and has traveled down. Um, they say a lot of tattooing came and migrated from the Southeast uh, Asia and moved across the Pacific. Uh, right now, I think they said that they've dug up the uh, earliest dated bodies with tattooing on it um, other than Otzi Man. Otzi Man is like, I want to say, they want to say it's like 10,000 BC or something. And Otzi wow. Man was found in the Himalayas. And he's like a, a native person in the Himalayas. They found his body preserved in ice, you know, because he froze in the top of the mountains. But his body had tattoos on it. So that's the earliest, I think, uh, uh, um, 
I guess, proof of tattoos back then. He had like little arrows and straight lines and stuff like that on his body, but they were tattoos. And so other than that, for the Pacific, um, they, it dates back to the Philippines, would be uh, out in, in the Philippines. I want to say the Luzon uh, territory or something like that. Uh, like that's where they said that they found bodies that they exhumed and found tattoos on it. And they carbon dated it back uh, earlier than any of the other Polynesians. So their history, they believe, came that the Polynesian just culture period, um, not just tattooing culture, migrated from Southeast Asia and moved across the Pacific and then ended up in, you know, like Hawaii was one of the last places to be, um, you know, occupied. Um, so each tattooing culture has their own sense to it their own purpose their own reasons behind it and uh we go deep into them uh, for the hawaiians a lot of the hawaiians uh, for us uh their designs man i wish i had like a visual that i can show you because it's usually how i do it uh for people but um uh, a lot of the tattooing each one was different the hawaiians had their tattoos they were known for uh more blocky patterns that uh were across the chest and stuff like that and down on a little bit on the face the hawaiians were known for large triangles and stuff like that um the samoans and uh the new zealanders were known for uh the mid torso tattoos were from from the mid torso the belly button down to the knees the maoris had theirs called the puhoro and the samoans had theirs which uh they call it a pea. Pea just means tattoo, but the malofie is a particular type of tattoo that goes from the mid torso to the knees. The Maoris were also the first to um, tattoo their faces um, because. Yeah, they, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I saw this woman that I think she's actually in the government now in New Zealand, and, and she's got you know uh, something that goes down from like her her lips down her neck kind of mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes yeah, so the the tattoos of the maoris which is it's probably one of the more interesting of the polynesian tattoos is the uh, is the maori culture uh the maori culture was the first of the polynesians uh to my knowledge they were the first of the polynesian that uh believed in a dual existence they um they believed in a spiritual as well as a physical existence. Uh, they were the first to incorporate meditation into their daily lives and everything like okay. that. Um, so a lot of their designs were the black ink. They have kodus or these empty spaces are like uh, look like curls in their designs. And in their designs, the ink that they put in their skin represented the physical life that you see. And then the the negative space or those empty spaces that made that curls and the kodus and stuff, they represented the spiritual journey that people don't see, but it's still a design within a design. And so oh, wow. it, it the balance of your spiritual and physical journey uh, together. It also, um, a good friend of mine a long, long time ago uh, told me that uh, in tattooing, there, there are two things. There's your, your ink and uh, the negative space. So or you have your bull and your hina. Your bowl is your male and your hina is your female. And your bowl is the actual ink that is put in the body. And in your hina is all the negative space that when you have balance in your tattoos and you have, then you have harmony. 
when you have harmony, your tattoos flow and they move in a particular way because you have harmony in what you do. It is a balance of mother and nature. It's the balance of everything, not just uh, not just male and female, but it's the balance of everything in life. The symbolism of balance, balance of whether it's your spirit and your physical body, whether it's the balance of uh, anger and peace, whether it's the balance of ups and downs, lefts and rights, the yin and the yang of life. Life is all about balance. And it's one of those things and with the male and the female coming together in our tattoos that if we are balanced in our relationships if we are balanced in our lives then our tattoos will become more balanced you know so it's one of those things where your spiritual your spirit your energy goes into it but um they say from those girls they learned their style of, of tapping um and then uh they go and it travels on and they migrated through and uh taught all the different uh islands their tattoos and then in the i want to say right around the time of captain cook um uh they started to we started to get colonized and a lot of the uh polynesian cultures were colonized by uh, christianity and catholicism and then later on the mormons came down to the south pacific and so with those uh, uh religious cultures they started to ban tattooing uh around all around the islands um uh, sorry, I'm going on like a wild tangent. And it's just what I do. No, no, no. I'm I'm following. I'm following. Go. <laughs> so um, uh, they they banned all these tattoos, but um, uh, I, to my knowledge, though, the only ones that were not touched were the Samoans. So coming all the way back to the 1900s, in the 1900s, tattooing in America started to boost. Um, but by then, majority of the actual Polynesian cultures had already lost their tattooing. Their tattoo was completely gone, um, uh, just eradicated due to religion and, and colonization. Um, it was the Samoans in the late 80s, early 90s, when um, Aleva'a uh, Patello and uh, um, uh, I want to say Paulo III, I'm, I'm going to get, people are going to hack me up for this because <laughs> I don't they, they were the, uh, went out and they started to reteach the world or the Polynesian islands tattooing or the tattoo. And so they went out and started to spread it. So the teachers, the Hawaiians, ended up learning. Keone Nunez was the first of the Hawaiians to get back the Hawaiian tattooing culture through the Samoans, through Aleva'a. And then there was um, uh, all of Tonga uh, 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 and, and uh, a lot of other places, Fiji and other places, where the Samoans went out and started to reteach the art of tattooing and to bring back that part of the culture so that culture started to revive itself in the 1990s due to patello and and uh aleva patello and uh, um apollo the third that they went out and did that so a lot of people i tell people the most common and most popular style of tattooing is samoan now because the teachers were samoan the teachers oh, were samoan, that makes sense so Yep, so a little bit of their culture ended up being integrated with everybody else's culture. I mean, people went back and used what they did and, and tried to integrate it with their culture, the the act, the physical act of that tattooing. And they took it back and just used their styles of, 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 of tattooing. And then um, and then later on, you had uh, surgences in like, uh, not to say it didn't die in the Philippines. There was a lady who has been doing it for a long time. I, I forget her name, but then now we have the next generation of like Lane Wilkins and a lot of guys that are out there uh, uh, doing the tapping, the, the traditional Filipino style and stuff like that. Oh, so, is, is the is the tapping is that Filipino or is that like where did where did that come from? 
Uh, don't know. There's many different styles of tapping the Filipino. I mean, they, it's all kind of a, a way that they, they the Japanese do tabori, which is a part. It's, it's not a tapping, but more of a, a press it like like shoving the needle into the skin, kind of doing that, kind of a pricking, kind of a uh, of a motion. Um, the tapping or the tuck toe um, uh, is. Uh, kind of more common in the Pacific region. And um, okay. I'll say because they say tattoos go back to the Philippines, we could say the Philippines were probably maybe the base of the tattoo, but we don't, I, I don't, I don't think that people have checked that. I know that, that, that the young lady who does it now and, and Lane Wilkin, and they do the, the tapping also. It's a little bit different technique than the Samoans and the Hawaiians and everybody else, but um, all the same kind of general motion, you know, of the tapping to one, one ow or to another, uh, one stick to another to, um, to create the motion to put the ink into the skin. Which, which culture is the one that, you know, it's, or, or is all tapping the, like the one where you see it being this, this out of body experience where, you know, the, the person lays down and, and the, the, I guess, tribal elders are all around them and they, they get their, their entire like thighs to chest or mid chest done. Um, and I, I've just seen that on, on television and, and in, in movies and things like that, where it, it's like this, you know, the people travel out to somewhere in the Pacific and, and they get they get this done. Is that is that something special, or is that just really all of the tapping involves that that whole cultural you know circle and and it being a, a real out of body experience? Well, yeah. Well, that that uh, that also goes back to the Samoans. The Samoans are the ones that uh, were the more prominent in in tattoo in in that that style of tattooing. And the ones you're talking about are the Samoans. Uh, they're the ones that everybody's done documentaries on, and they've gone into it. I mean, Keone Nunez does it, but Keone Nunez once again, he's from Hawaii, but he got his title from the Samoans, so he learned his techniques from the Samoans. So the Samoans were the ones who do this, where they sit down. They usually have a little kava ceremony where they'll they'll drink gava and they talk to the the, the guy who's going to be tattooing them and so it's a whole spiritual process and then when they get down to tattooing there's usually several gentlemen that sit around them uh there are usually two guys that stretch there's a person that wipes and the person that tattoos and then they'll sit down and they believe that uh through the energy that is exchanged through the organic tools there's an exchange of energy where each one of them equally take the energy of the pain and so they got together. So the Samoans will actually have people sit down next to you and uh, with you, your family, the villagers, and they'll sing songs to you. They'll share the energy. They'll create an energy around you to help you through these hard times. And that's what they do. It's it's, it's an unbelievable process. And their tattoo, they usually tattoo the Malofie, which is um, which is a title, it's a name, the Pe'a. Uh, once again, it's their tattoo. The um, Malofie is a particular name given from Alaifa'a and his line. I believe there are two families that are still the lines of the tattoo artists in Samoa. Uh, um, and one of them is Alaifa'a. I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head what the second one was. I, I Once again, I'm going to get butchered. But um, it's, it's, it's what I'm, 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 trying, I'm doing my best, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought about getting that done? 
Um, I, I, I couldn't get it done because it's not a part of my culture. Well, I mean, oh. I probably could. So the Samoans, when they would get their malofie, it's usually because somebody has become a matai. A matai is a chief or a leader of a village. And there are different types oh. of matais. There are matais, right. like, there are talking chiefs, and there are uh, the nuis, uh, the head chiefs that... Um, are the the main ones right so you have different chiefs so when a chief gets his tattoo his tata or his malofia usually he does it in pairs they do it in pairs there's a, somebody else that's getting tattooed with you you guys share that experience together as well as everybody sharing the energy um but there are also people who were being given the ability to wear the tattoos as like almost like being knighted by the queen of england you were given the title of a knight, as I say, it's the best way to describe it. You're you are now a knight of the king, and when the king allows you to wear this malofie or this bell, then you are considered like an honorable person, like literally honorable. It's almost like wearing a military uniform or something like that, like wearing a knight armor. Like you are blessed by a king to wear this tattoo. That you are. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and when people saw these tattoos, that back in the days in Samoa, they looked at these tattoos, and when somebody would see somebody with a malofia, they could be able, they knew immediately this person, one, was an honorable person. Two, this is a person that I can trust because the king trusts him. You know what I mean? And three, that if I ask for him, I think he will take care of them because they are bound by their duties. So their tattoos themselves, and maybe we could have an episode one day. I'll, I'll talk more about that when it goes down into the actual markings on the, the Samoan Malafita. Uh, mm -hmm. But in their tattoo represents their duties, their duties, their responsibility to their chief, their responsibility to protect and take care of the women and children in the village and, and to feed and, and work for the village and all so many things. So each one has responsibilities and these responsibilities are tattooed on that body. So people know that they are bound to that, this a, a way of life. They were honorable people and when they wore these tattoos people knew that and it was an unbelievable thing and so when the Samoans got that and they tattooed that it was a very big ritual and even when they're done they go through a massive ceremony to welcome them into this family to 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 these, these ties and and this this level of honor this level of prestige you know and um now the hawaiians do it like that too once again because a lot of us were taught by the Samoans that where we gather and, and the whole sense of gathering, sharing energy and that purpose. And, and people have their own processes that they modified from that, but it all came down from that. That core value, the Samoans I think have been tattooing and doing that untouched for over 3000 years. Wow. And yeah. do do like, do you know if, if the, the Japanese view the origin the same or is it or, or do most cultures have their own story if you will of of where it came from right yeah i the japanese i believe that they they have theirs uh completely different stuff uh i believe that from a lot of my friends who i've tattooed or tattooed with and hung out with that have told me the stories of the japanese they said that the the japanese back in the days um would tattoo their prisoners to mark them, to know if you did something wrong, they would tattoo you to have a permanent shame. So when you walked in public, people knew that you were a criminal, you know? So it was it was a, a, an opposite 
effect you know where the polynesians it was the highest sense of society it was the right. highest sense of honor in japan it was the sense of like we you got a tattoo oh that's because you probably did something wrong you're you're a bad person you know what i mean and so a lot of that and then later on it started to get into the uh, people wearing their their deities and their stories because the, the one thing about the japanese is their their philosophy their their ideologies about things is their storytelling of the history is unbelievable and then they started to wear their their stories or their deities and and the symbols of luck and everything like that on their bodies but originally it, it wasn't you know so yeah, yeah i mean so some of the other things that that I, I i think you know we can we can touch on in in later episodes are are kind of you know the the music that that goes along with with these cultures that that's relative to to each region um i i'd be really interested in in hearing that and it, it's really cool to hear how in different cultures the there are stories of where it came from and, and i i thought that that story about the the two sisters and passing that along that that's that's really neat and, and kind of how it, it spread you know from maybe the philippines maybe samoa um and somehow it got to uh tibet you know or maybe it, it came from tibet <coughs> I, I i don't know that that's all really cool and and it, it's neat for you to be able to to pass along that history and that that's that's kind of how we we learn, you know, how 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 the message gets passed. And, and before you know the internet and before all this, it, it was all about storytelling. That's you know, it, it's called oral tradition. It, it's passed along from one generation to the other. Before we wrote things down, that this is how the stories were told, and you know, in, in the Polynesian culture, the stories were were told and recorded on skin. So I mean that that's that significance, that history of it, that that's really neat. And to to hear how there are some artists that are are carrying that message that are are bringing it to a new generation, you know, that 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 also is, is something that you know, I, I find very deep, you know, passing along and, and keeping those traditions alive. And, and I, I think that that's something you do as well. You, by, by, by having these conversations, by putting meaning behind your tattoos. And, and yeah, some people just want the aesthetic, but for there to be a meaning behind the tattoo, that, that makes all the difference. You know, it's, uh, I remember there was the the fad in the early '90s, the the tribal right, you know, right. armband, and I don't think there was any real significance to that. There wasn't really any story behind it. It was it was just the aesthetic, and, and you know, in, in some aspects, I feel like that that took the culture back a little bit. That that brought things to you know. A, it, it made it too commercialized. I, I, I kind of think um, the, when you were, you know, kind of doing this in the nineties, was, was that, you know, something that, that you were hesitant to, to do? Did you, you 
ever turned down a, a tribal band, you know, like the, the ones that, you know, frat guys have kind of. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they were all over the place in, in the nineties. Like you said, it was just, it was a big thing. I think it's just because uh, America was, it, we're the youngest major co country in the world. We're the youngest. We, we have the youngest culture in the world, uh, America. So to me, tattooing was, in order for it to grow, it's first the interest in it. They found the interest in something that they see from other cultures. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, a, a younger brother hanging around an older brother. It's like, oh, my brother does this. My brother does that. And then you're always going to be interested in it because your older brothers and sisters do it. So when you have a country like America, America that looks at countries like Samoa that's been around for you know a thousand years well, thousands of years before Jesus Christ walked this planet you know what I mean and all yeah. these other countries that do tattoos like it's it's only natural for the country to seem interested in the actions of what the older siblings do the the problem is is they don't quite understand the actions yet so what they do is they just try to imitate, and then from there, then they learn purpose. So right now, I think there's that big fluctuation in understanding purpose and the, and the understanding behind the tattoo. It's not just getting the T-shirt that my brother used to wear. It's not just like, I want to wear that Metallica T-shirt. You know, it's like, uh, right. you know, you listen to their music. You know what I mean? It's like, but when you listen to the music, then the Metallica T-shirt makes sense. You know what I mean? That you understand why you love that, that, that culture, that nature. So I think in tattooing, America just hasn't, we're too infant. We're still in our infant stage. We don't understand enough yet of the world. We see the world. We want to do things our own way because we're the young, we're the rebellious people. If you look at us in the, in the sense of the world, we're the emo teenagers of the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's, we're America. This yeah. is America. We don't like yeah. rules. We don't like old people. We don't like old cultures. We don't like old mindsets. We are just the emo teenagers of the world. That's what America is. We strike up uh, um, growth. We strike up innovation. We strike up revolutions and uh, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So that's what America is. So I think with that when it came out in the 90s, it was just America trying to find themselves amongst their brothers and sisters or so the older countries like Europe, like Africa, like like the islands, the Pacific Islands, they see something that the older brothers and sisters do and they want to get into it. And then it comes down to it where, um, you know, like you were saying, music, like, you know, like say we tell stories, you know, uh, um, uh, there's many ways we told stories. Like you said, mainly a lot of them were um, verbal. We spoke our stories to people and um, we also wrote them down. That's where, you know, when we started to have uh, formal writing, where we wrote down things, even the Egyptians wrote their stories in petroglyphs and stuff like that. And all the tattoos to us in the, in the islands are our writing. It is our petroglyphs. That's what we do. We told our stories through that. But I think the one thing that's being lost the most is not the storytelling. It's the morals behind the storytelling. I think we pass the stories to remember the morals. And why do we pass the story? We pass the story because there was something to be learned, something to be taught. You know, in every lesson, there's a moral behind everything. I think a big thing that's going on, because America's young, a lot of people nowadays, they, they, they started to do their tattoos, but they didn't understand the morals of their stories. So they're just, they're just tattooing these things. They're just writing words on a piece of paper. They haven't learned how to organize their words yet into, into order to make sense, to make an impact. So with what we do and what I do in my tattooing, we try to do that. We try to understand and help teach people how to make an impact in what we do and, and with these tattoos and what their deeper meaning 
deeper purposes. It, it isn't the fact that, you know, I think like I, some people, even with Polynesian tattoos, some people, you know, fight with that. What is right? What is wrong? Who does it the right way? Who doesn't, you know? And in the end, I look at it like, like, look, everybody does it the way that they do it, but you have to understand the morals of the story. One, one guy will say, my story has Dwayne Johnson in it. And they're like, yeah. And one guy's mm -hmm. like, well, yeah. Well, my story has the uh, has uh, um, was that Roman Reigns in it. My, right. my story has Jason Momoa. And they're worried so much about the stories that they missed the moral of the story. So I think for me, I try to focus more on my stuff on telling the morals of the stories for the people. And the tattoos that I give somebody isn't the tattoo that you need to look at. It's the story, the moral behind, or like you said, the purpose behind the phrases that you tattooed on your legs. It's the purpose behind that that gives it power. It's just a phrase, but it means so much to you in the power of it, that moral behind that story taking it just one minute at a time or that day the next day you know they, they everything will be okay all these things are just they have something that is the power behind it which is what people are now in america learning they're learning this power because at first they imitated they just watched their brothers and sisters then they did it they did it they did it they got better at it but then they found the purpose in it and then now the culture of america and tattooing is starting to get to a different place but it even goes down to like you were saying music earlier i tell people there are three things in culture people talk about cultural appropriation and all this stuff like that and to learn a culture i tell people there's the three things that you'll find in every culture i don't care what culture it is it's food dance and music those are the three things because those are the three ways that we pass the energy and culture of our people you want to tell the stories you sing a song you want to tell the stories you sing you dance to that song and you dance the motions of the stories there are hula there's there's the um indian dancing from india there's dances from around the, the african dancers they tell the stories of their ancestors and their morals and values through dance and music and then the food is what gathers everybody to bring them to the dance and music it is the gathering of that of us coming to eat this food that we can share our energy with each other so those are the most important things and then you know not everybody had tattooing but to people like us like polynesians like africans and everybody stuff we used tattooing in the same function the same way this is how we told our stories and it's the the, the, the morals and values that come together that that we pass it's not just a story it's the values behind the story like you know why do you do this why do you do that it's a very very big thing so that's that's a, that's an impact that I, I think we're trying to and i'm especially trying to focus on and bring back into the world so this is kind of a tangent but do you know about african tattoo culture like where where that came from and and kind of that story or is that something I'm too far mm, i i don't know i i know that they have forms of tattooing that's all I know. Um, uh, I know uh, that they, they have it, uh, what they used it for and why they used it for. I'm not too versed in their cultures. I've just been around a lot of Polynesia. But I know talking right. to some people, like I have tattooed people that have come to me and, uh, from like a lot of people came from like uh, Benin or uh, in the area of uh, that area, Nigeria and stuff. You know, they say 90% of the slaves or the uh, African-Americans that came this way came from the western shores of Africa in Nigeria and Benin area like that Benin city that's where the majority of the traffic of African slavery came across and so when they came across so a lot of guys come in and they, they ended up in the Caribbean in the, in the Caribbean out there and then they migrated up into 
America, you know, as slavery moved them around and stuff. But I, I tattoo these tattoos where guys will bring me their symbols and they want me to tattoo it in particular ways on top of them, these symbols of their culture, you know, and, and okay. to talk to them about what it means to them and what it means everything. And it's the same thing as the Polynesians. They just have a different symbol for it. You know, they have symbols for peace, for love and all these different things. And then why they wear it and what they wear it for is pretty much the same thing as the Polynesians do. So I don't know a lot about their their history and how it but started. But they're, they're common. They're common threads, you know, just like you said, right. peace, love, family, um, the morals and the, values that we that we pass. It, yes, right, and, and they're they're central. So everyone, you know, has has these these pieces of who they are, and, and there are are a lot of similarities. And I, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, because in the end, it doesn't matter what color our skin is. When you cut us open, we all bleed the same blood. In the end, we all still have a heart. We all want peace. We all want love. How we represent that and how we push that is really what it is. We all want to teach our children, don't be bad to somebody else next to you. Don't do this. Don't do that. We have our morals and values. And if you look around the world in all the cultures, 99%, we're all the exact same. We just do it different. That's it. So we want the same things in life. So with understanding these these tattoos and how we can push it, people all come to me from many different cultures. Many different people want to wear these tattoos because we all search for the same outcome. We all want peace. We all want love. We all want happiness. And we all just want to live together in that harmony. And that's what I think is the most the, the biggest impact of it. Absolutely. And I, I I can't thank you enough for for sharing, you know this this knowledge and, and I, I look forward to future episodes where we get to talk about island music polynesian music and, and the history behind it um you know that that's something i'm looking forward to so I, I i thank you again and look forward to future episodes and you know much love man much love yeah, yeah, and, and as we get into that, that, that next episode, is talking about that, I'll explain that definitely how the music also moves and 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 flows with my tattoos. So I use the music and 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 that that harmony of it and, and the flow, just like just like just like writing tablature for a song. That's how my tattoos are developed. So even the connection of that is really dope. And yeah, I I, I can't wait, brother. It's gonna be awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity to sit down and share this this energy and, and these thoughts and what we in Hawaii call our manao, our thoughts uh, with each other, our knowledge. Uh, thank you so much brother thank you so much all right and we'll see you guys on the next episode much love much love aloha <laughs>